Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. Joining me today is one of the most nurturing women in the industry, so much so that she's earned the title Mama Fisher, my good friend Tara Fisher of Farnham Eyelashes. Tara, hi. Hi, Joe. So the idea of this series is to go behind the lashes and give our listeners a bit of insight into you, the person. How does that sound? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited to be part of this. So let's start with family and take you back to life growing up. What was your setup? So both my parents worked. Um, two sisters, both younger than me. Um, we lived in London. Went to an all-girls school. Pretty standard. Um, my dad sadly passed away when I was uh, quite young. And my mum has recently moved away and has another partner. So... We travel quite a distance to see her at the moment, but we had, yeah, I would say it was a normal, a normal setup or whatever is normal these days. Exactly. Um, so did you enjoy school? Were you a good student? I was, you'll be surprised to hear. I was probably <laughs> one of the organised ones in my family. Um, I did have to work hard. It didn't come easy to me, but I did all right. I did okay. I concentrated a lot on sport and on arty kind of subjects. But um, yeah, I did all right. So, I mean, you, you say you had to work hard. How are you finding the whole issue of homeschooling? Nelly, I'm really lucky with Nelly. She is four, nearly 15. Um, school for her at the moment now is obviously very different. She starts at 8.30. She has to register online. And she has a full day of lessons that she has to log into, face-to-face Skype conversations with teachers. It's really full-on. She's done so well. She has a 20-minute break in the morning and then an hour's lunch and then back into registration again. Go wild, looking at options of maybe shortening the day or making it slightly more flexible so we can get some more physical activities in. I just find at the moment she's stuck in front of a screen all day long. But mm-hmm. she's... She's doing really well. I haven't had to supervise her a great deal. Um, I've been sat downstairs doing some work as well. But um, she's doing really well with it. It's, it's a strange novelty having her at home, I must admit. And I do feel for people with younger children who have got to actually, you know, teach their children, whereas Nelly mm-hmm. is, you know, can get on with that. That sounds really tough. My kids don't have anything like that. They just kind of get up and do their own thing and make their own school, but nothing so sort of organized as that yeah it's I think it it is hard for them she's exhausted by the end of the day at the moment but like I say I'm hoping that school will take maybe you know relax the rules a little bit in the the next coming weeks once they get into the swing of of, you know getting into the swing of everything well Easter holidays not that far away now thank goodness she can let her hair down absolutely so thinking back to your sort of early days, what ambitions did you have, if any? I always wanted to be a policewoman. 
from day one. That's all I ever wanted to do. Um, but I failed my medical back in those days. It was really quite difficult to get in to the police force. I was tall enough, but I just my eyesight was really bad. So I failed my medical. So I joined as a civilian and worked at Chiswick Police Station. I used to work along the CID and produce wow. their paper. It was really exciting. And that's obviously how I met Jeremy as well. Oh, I did not know that. So tell us a little bit about your dear husband. <laughs> well, I can't tell you too much, but he is an international man of mystery, as you well know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not at work at the minute. He's at home decorating my studio, which is, uh, so we're taking advantage of, uh, of our time at home. But uh, he works away quite a lot. He's been in the police force now hmm, 28 years. I think he's got about 18 months left before he can retire. But he'll still be quite a young man when that happens. So, you know, I'm going to have to keep him busy. I don't want him at home under my feet, to be quite honest. No. Um, how does he feel about your work situation at the moment? I mean, it's such an unstable, uncertain time. How are you kind of settling into this different new reality he's been really supportive um we have made some adjustments financially that i think a lot of people are having to make but yeah he's been really supportive um he knows that i like to keep busy he is concerned that i'm too busy at the minute and i need to put my feet up a little bit but uh, he's worried i'm going to peak too soon but uh, yeah, he's been really very supportive, um, and like I say, he's making himself useful at the minute by, um, you know, helping cooking the tea and making my room beautiful for me. It's interesting that you talk about peaking too soon, and I think that is. Um, I think we're all kind of almost in two camps at the moment through this sort of C nineteen drama. We're either like madly creatively busily creating stuff for our, ourselves to do and to keep our business buoyed up. Or at the other end of the spectrum, some of our, our dear Lash sisters are kind of in the slough of despondent, kind of in this sort of panicky paralysis. So I, I too kind of feel like oh, maybe I'm going sort of hell for leather and I'll just peak too soon and then it'll just all come I've tumbling been, down. I'm in the middle of um, writing a manual, as you know, um, and I've now decided I'm going to give myself a tar just a limit of two pages a day to do in it. Otherwise, I'm going to have it done by the end of the week. And I, <laughs> I just need to space it out a little bit more. And I just need to, you know, just sit in the garden and just read a book. And mm. But, you know, my whole mind is ticking over, ticking over, ticking over all the time. And I'm used to being busy all the time. I'm just not used to, I'm used to going at 100 miles an hour. So for me, it's just really difficult to to slow down and you're not burning off much energy either are you I mean you're a real gym bunny how are you coping with that yeah not too bad actually I'm really lucky at home that I've got a spin bike and I've got a body pump bar um we've got some equipment outside as well so yesterday I went for a cycle ride um today I did a body pump class um, wow. I've got it online um gonna spin tomorrow gonna do some yoga so I'm just trying to do something every day just to keep myself in shape because obviously I'm at home eating more but also mentally keep myself sane as well. And how's your sleep? Has that been affected? Not been great. Um, mm. The first couple of days, I'm not a big drinker as you, as you well know, I tend to binge drink when I'm with you. Say no more. 
but I, what we're trying to do now is perhaps not drink in the week. I think that was that wasn't helping my sleep. I'm an early riser anyway, and I get up and talk early. I always have a conversation with my best friend at six o'clock in the morning, and then once I've had that conversation, I speak six? to Vicky. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, really. <laughs> Vicky and I are always on the always talking to each other about that time in the morning, and uh, yeah, I just I'm always an early riser. So you just have to ha- fill a lot more hours than some of us <laughs> through the day. I do. I know. I need to learn to lie in. I've had the blackout blinds down, but yeah, I think my arcadian rhythm just mm. yeah, I'm, I'm just an early riser. But then I'm in bed, you know, nine ten o'clock. So I'm not a late. I know Jade stays up really late, but I wake up to loads of messages from Jade that she sent at like half past eleven, twelve o'clock. <laughs> I've been doing that lately, just not going to bed. But I I was worried about myself yesterday, so I did go to bed. I'm feeling much better today. I guess we're all just sort of struggling to find our own rhythm in these new kind of long days. Thankfully, the sun is out. Have you been out enjoying that at all? I haven't been out today yet, but I'm planning to go for a little cycle ride um, after I've spoken with you. But I went out yesterday for a lovely, lovely little ride. Um, I felt all nice and calm until I got to the shops and went into Tesco's. Um, How was that? It, it was it, it was okay. The the shops the the shelves were stacked, you know, pretty well. But there were quite a lot of people in the shops, and that did make me feel a bit uneasy. So mm-hmm. we're trying to limit going to the shops now. We sat outside for lunch yesterday. I've sat outside for lunch today. But yeah, I would like to try and get out for a little cycle or a walk later on. And what are the rules? You've got a little dog, haven't you? What are the rules currently? I think we can, well, she's, she's only little, so we tend to throw the tennis ball around in the garden for her quite a lot. <laughs> and she's getting old now, so she doesn't need that much walking. But we do like to try and get her out at least once a day now for a walk. And I think that that's, I think you're it's allowed to do It's good for you, isn't it? Absolutely. And vitamin D is supposed to be so good for us, especially right now. So the, the more we can soak up of that, the better, I guess. Oh, absolutely. And also, I just think that now, you know, can you imagine being in this situation if it was pouring with rain? Long may this weather continue. It's very spooky, the timing of the weather with the lockdown, don't you feel? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I dread to think what it'd be like if it was raining. I, I haven't actually looked at the forecast. To it see looks quite good. It looks quite it? good, yeah. <laughs> quite settled. So um, how on earth did you go from police to lashes? Um, yeah, it's a bit an odd, bit of an odd jump, isn't it? So my mum was having her lashes done years and years ago. And she just said, I think you should try this. And I, at first I was really optimistic about it. And I said, no, I'm really heavy handed. I don't think I could do it. I'm, I, I just don't think it's for me. Anyway, my mum showed me a few little few little things um, as she had trained um, in it. Mm. And I generally paid for the course and yeah, the rest is history. The rest is history. And you've been doing it for some time. You're kind of a veteran of the lash business like myself. Yeah, I, my first training course was in 2009. So I think I'm in my 11th year now. Um, things have obviously, as you well know, have changed dramatically and continue to change dramatically in the lash industry. Mm. Definitely. So what about, I mean, this is such a weird time. Do you feel like your business is in the freezer? I, I feel like it's paused slightly. There are, 
things that we can do, I think, to adapt it. But I think it's good for us to have a little break and a step back and reassess. And I am reassessing my whole business at the moment. So I've had a very busy client base. And actually now this has given me the chance to sort of think about what I'm going to do next when we do go back into, you know, full steam ahead. I don't really want to be working every day, all day long. I want to get back into teaching full courses, hence why I'm writing the manuals. And I just want to try and develop the mentoring and the teaching a little bit more as well. Brilliant. And emotionally right now, have you had, have you dipped up and down or have you been fairly positive from the start? I mean, we're what, day two of this low level lockdown? How has it affected you mentally? Um, I'm always quite up and down anyway. I would say that Saturday, Friday evening, Saturday morning was a particularly low point, And that was when I made the decision to, to close down the business or to, to put everything on hold and just close. I'd woken up to maybe 10 or 11 messages from other young girls in similar positions asking me what, what I thought they should do. And I just felt I had a, an obligation to do the right thing. Um, whether I like it or not, unfortunately, well, fortunately, some of us are quite influential in the business. And I just, I felt morally like I, if I did the right thing, then they would do the right thing. So that for me, I, and I know you felt the same and, I, and others in our other friends of ours felt the same. We just, that was a particularly low point. I was very, very upset on Saturday, but by Sunday afternoon, I kind of picked myself up and decided actually this is, we're doing the right thing. Yeah. Do you think it is going to change you forever? I'd like to think so. I hope that all of us take something positive out of this time, mm. whether it's learning a new skill or just learning to have some me time or, you know, reading a book or spending more time with your family, you know, lots of quality time. And Nellie's, you know, we're sat downstairs together today, both working. You know, she's got her ear pods in and she's not really talking to me. She's getting on with her work and I'm doing the same. But I feel that this is the time that as families, we can certainly bond. Yeah. Do you think Nellie is, I mean, how are you coping as a family, the three of you, well, the four of you, including the dog, is Nellie feeling like she's really missing her friends or is she just too bogged down in the schoolwork? She's, she is missing her friends. Um, we've had a few tears. She, uh, like most teenage girls is, is very up and down anyway. Um, and like I say, we've had a few tears over other little things, you know, she was off to see Harry Styles as a big treat and she's obsessed with Harry. Um, mm -hmm. So she was really upset when that has now been postponed. It hasn't quite dawned on her yet that her birthday is soon. Um, so I'm not sure how she's going to feel about that, but she is, but she's, she's been talking to her classmates and, and her friends on house party. Like we all have, we've all mm -hmm. been doing that, but um, yeah, the actual interaction I think is, I think they're missing it. They're really missing it. It's really hard not to be able to go and give someone a big cuddle. I mean, obviously we're not seeing them now, but it was so weird. Didn't you find when you were like seeing people and sort of standing away from them, that's just does not come at all naturally to me. And I'm sure it doesn't to you. Yeah, absolutely. On, on um, Saturday or Sunday, we went for a dog walk to the local forest and we bumped into some friends and it was just really weird because we just 
we moved back from each other and stood away from each other. And normally I would have gone and mm. given her and her husband a massive cuddle, but I, we just couldn't. And it was just, yeah, it feels really weird. It I just, almost feels I, like you've had an argument, doesn't it? It's yeah, like, it's really oh. odd. And um, I just wonder when we go back to normal, how many of us will struggle mm. actually then having contact with people again. I was thinking that exact same thing today. Is it going to make us paranoid about that whole touching each other? It's, it's, um, I think it will. I think it will. I think we're going to look at life very, very differently. Um, which we're going to have to go to hug classes rather than spin <laughs> classes. <laughs> Cuddle classes. <laughs> anyway. oh dear now obviously there are lots of lash artists out there struggling pretty much we're all self-employed so that has its own um, ramifications especially the younger lash artists the ones that maybe have just sort of found their feet and they've just started to build up their client base and boom it's gone would you have any advice for them what do you think they should do Um, first of all, when it comes to uh, finances and stuff, I sat. The first thing I did was I sat down and I looked at all of my direct debits and standing orders, and made sacrifices and cutbacks where we could. So my belt is well and truly pulled in, and I found that really useful I mean even if I hadn't even if we hadn't been in this complete mm. mess it's a useful thing to do every now and again anyway because you know I spend money like water so my first bit of advice would certainly be to sit down and just see where you can you can take you know nudge a few pounds off of this and a few pounds off of that and it will make you feel a little bit better I think having a list every day of something to do is quite good set yourself a little task you know even if it's just to hoover the floor or to get dressed get dressed absolutely i saw um a friend's list yesterday and it said uh lockdown list and number one was get get up you know <laughs> <laughs> but i think to have a list will keep you focused i'm one of these people i need to have the focus and i need to i can't bumble around the day you know i still run a diary so mm. I'm working my lunch, having a lunch break when Nellie has a lunch break, having a break time when she has a break time. And I put, I've still put appointments in the diary. So shopping or, you know, podcasts with Joe has gone into the diary. But I, I think, think that's a that, lovely idea to have that structure because without structure, we're just all flailing around like, I don't know. We don't know what we're doing. No, exactly. And that's when you get into the kind of, it spirals out of control when you end up sitting on the sofa in your pyjamas all day. And before you know it, you've been there a week. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not productive for anybody. We've got, you know, at some point we're going to have to get back on with life again. Um, but I'm always available for people. You know, I always wake up to messages, but I'm always available to, for people to ask me questions, whether it's on a personal matter, like, you know, what to do about the virus or whether it's, you know, lash related yeah you are amazingly well respected in the industry and you do have a real reputation for being a nurturer and a giver tell me about the lash base award um i was really surprised to get that actually it was um it was an award 
presented to me for my commitment to supporting others within the industry. Um, yeah, that really, that really sort of hit me in the heart, actually, that one. That really got me. So um, I do like to help others. Well, you're amazing at it. Who called you Mama Fisher originally? Was it Vicky? It may well have been, or um, little Sarah, Sarah Gwen Smith. So I've known Sarah since she was uh, a young teenager. She used to be my childminder, oh. and she used to look after Nelly, and I used to do her eyelashes. So we have, you know, we always joke that she's my adopted teenage daughter, so, and she's always been my adopted daughter, So and I've always been Mama Fisher to her. So I think that's where it probably stemmed from. Oh, it's lovely. So Tara, what three things have you done today that you can give yourself a pat on the back for? So yesterday, actually last night, I signed up to be an NHS volunteer. That is amazing. I know, I'm so excited about this. So I haven't got any medical training or any experience, but what I've signed up to do, provided they'll have me, is just to drop medication to people perhaps do a bit of shopping for some vulnerable people in my community maybe deliver some equipment between medical sites so um yeah i did that i signed up to that yesterday that sounds brilliant Um, well maybe you could send me the link yeah no i certainly will do today what have i done today that i'm proud of Mm, three things i've managed to download zoom and use that properly (laughs) um and i fixed my printer (laughs) <laughs> so I spent three hours yesterday and I almost threw the thing out the window, but uh, it seems to be working properly today. So I'm proud of myself for sorting that out. Amazing. So Tara, the idea is to check in with you in two weeks time to see how you're doing. How does that work for you? Yeah, that's actually fine. I can't, I'll, yeah. Brilliant. So keep a track of your emotions over the next 14 days. And I really look forward to speaking to you then. Thank you so much, Tara. Stay well and stay safe. Thanks, Joe. It's been lovely talking to you.